Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. back to another episode of the kingdom says podcast i am your host as always garrett williams and joining me today are my two usual co-hosts first off we've got kyle henning kyle how are you doing today sir oh i'm doing okay enjoying myself after a nice comfortable easy non-blood pressure inducing panic attack having sunday of football to open the season how about yourself garrett i'm doing fantastic that was a great opening uh day yeah, great opening day for the Chiefs. Also joining us, of course, Arrowhead Tom. Tom, how are you doing today on Victory Monday? I, You know what? I'm doing really well, although I, I'm i trying to – I'm bad at math. I'm just trying to figure out how we can throw five touchdowns and still be considered the eighth or seventh best quarterback on week one. I don't know. I'm still doing math, so well, I'm sure we'll talk about that later. But uh, other than that, my day has been pretty good. Yeah, it's been a very good victory Monday in the kingdom, I think. Uh, a lot of people getting to kind of, you know, talk their talk and, and re uh, I guess reciprocate some of that energy we heard all offseason about the Chiefs being, you know, lost without Tyreek Hill and, you know, all the stuff and all the drama that happened this offseason relating to the Chiefs' offense. I think it was all quieted very, very assuredly uh on sunday as the chiefs took a 44 21 i think that was a final score for them or 22 24 what was how, how much does this Cardinals I, end up scoring it, it, the 44 21 44 21 i knew that sounded right but yeah 44 21 ended yeah exactly by halftime we were up 23 to 7 very shortly after that it was 37 to 7 i think so uh yeah the chiefs to say it you know nicely they whooped the cardinals ass um, uh I believe that's quoting Kyler Murray, sir. <laughs> they kicked our ass. Yeah, exactly. Uh, very, yeah, that was an awesome game. Personally, I was at the stadium for the game, opening week, second opening week in a row. And uh, this is a lot less stress-free as uh, as last year in Arrowhead, although Arrowhead was great. That one came down to the wire versus the Browns. This one was over, like like we said, very quickly into the game. We took a 14-0 lead early, and uh, all of the wind, all of the sails got sucked out of the stadium. Cardinals fans got real quiet for the rest of the game after that. and uh, I have a question for you since you were in the building. How many Cardinals fans were actually at that game? You know, I would I would generously say a 50-50 split. And, like, <laughs> that's, that's that would be generous. Definitely, there. I probably saw, the, the interesting thing was I saw a lot more Chiefs jerseys than Cardinals jerseys, but there's I guess, a lot of people wearing Cardinals shirts. So, but it was definitely a 50-50 split. Uh, on our side, I was behind the Chiefs sideline on the visitor side on the top. And uh, it was definitely probably 60, 70% Chiefs up there. Um, 
So, yeah, it was kind of funny to see, you know, at like the fourth quarter when the entire home sideline was pretty much gone and uh, there was still a, de- a good amount of, of people in the uh, in the visitors' sideline. But, yeah, Chiefs Kingdom, they definitely showed up for the game. But Yeah, yeah. they travel well. It, it's, a, it's a benefit of having this fan base um, be a part of this football team and the success that they've had as of late. So, I all right, I guess... The question is, where do we want to start? And, um, well, Garrett, where do you want to start? I guess we'll start on the offense, obviously, because the offense started with the ball. Uh, came out to a very hot start. I mean, they just basically trot down the field. No opposition. Uh, got in for an easy touchdown in the end with Travis Kelsey. Uh, the offense was looking pretty good. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly what it looked like. This, I mean, the Chiefs came out and just did exactly what they did all preseason. They had the starters on the field. They did one to two drives, and they succeeded in every drive. So uh, it's kind of kind of been a cue to the rest of the league about maybe playing your starters in preseason more. I know the Cardinals didn't play their starters very much at all in the preseason. Uh, that was I don't think Kyler Murray actually took an entire snap. Rams didn't play. I know the, uh, the Broncos, I think, who are playing on Monday Night Football right now, I don't think they played very much. Uh, and they're not having a great time. So it definitely <laughs> kind of proves that story or that theory. Of, uh, yeah. Of you kind of want to get your, you know, your starters some, some reps because it, it does translate to know. the, uh, to the first you know game of the season. Well, and I would say that the whole game, I mean, if you wrote a script, I just, I feel like there wasn't anything, maybe one or two things here or there that could have gone better for the chiefs in terms of, especially on the offensive side, um, you know, even, and I'm the biggest Clyde critic on this podcast. I think that's probably safe to say. Even oh, Clyde no, you two looked, can fight for who's worse. I don't. I don't really care. <laughs> even Clyde looked capable. Um, you capable. Know, in, capable is maybe cap- even too tough on him. I'll uh, say this. Capable. We're gonna Listen, go capable, Tom. I, Clyde looked. Okay. Let me back up. Let me back up. Back up, I'll, Tom. I'll, I'll be you a little give more him, fair. You gotta give Clyde some dues. I think. Clyde had me feeling like maybe I was wrong. Maybe Pacheco was, you know, a preseason hype kind of thing, you know, well, all that. I will admit that on occasion, on occasion, I am prone to maybe getting a little excitable and, and having some takes that are um, slightly more than lukewarm. And so I, I was, you know, reconsidering now. I will say two things. One, what the Chiefs offensive line did to the Arizona Cardinals defensive front seven was borderline illegal i'm surprised that there aren't warrants for assault um on any of those gentlemen and uh and then isaiah pacheco came in and again clyde looked really good and but i i think as a pure runner pacheco i will maintain that he looks better but it's exciting because the dynamic there you kind of see how the chiefs maybe envision something where clyde starts a game can be more reliable in those early downs can be a pass catcher can be Wait, 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 wait. What was that? He caught that one second pass. part. The second one. A pass catcher? Ah. What did they do yesterday for the first time in three seasons? Listen, we are, we've all said it. We just... Well, no, know, I just... Go, what did they do for the first time in three seasons? Humor me, Tom. They threw the ball to Clyde? They threw him the football out of the backfield, and what happened? It worked good pretty well. Things. Good things happened. <laughs> good things happened. Jesus. Why Even Scout agrees. Point? Scout is, yeah, he's slowly trying to take over the podcast and, and the hey, rest of my I, presence. At this point, the dog gets it. Like, this is not, 
Clyde is a dog. Give him the ball in the air, maybe, where some of his skill set is best used in some of his route running and some of the things he does. Now, there was a pass protection snap I would like him to do a little more on in one instance. Um, I will say that. There's still room to improve there. Uh, at the same time, he did exactly what he's supposed to. Apparently, it's a dog kind of podcast because Hank is also <laughs> A bunch upset. of dogs. That's what we're talking about right now. Um, so, I don't, probably can't see this. Uh, Scout currently has the zoomies in his room. Yep. <laughs> it's because there's backfields filled with a bunch of dogs. But listen, Clyde edwards Lair, I think we definitely got to give him his dues. He came out and started very hot. He had two touchdowns in the first half. You know, he, to be honest, watching him live, like, he looked like a legit, you know, at least you could say a first-round pick running back that has a lot of potential. He was showing some good contact balance. He was agile. He was his... One thing I noticed is that he wasn't, he didn't just go straight out of bounds, I feel like, like he would in previous years. He was kind of finessing the sideline a little bit. Kind of some Kareem Hunt-esque vibes from him, uh, especially in the past game. But Clyde had a good day, but then, honestly, the rest of the backfield had a great day, too. Like we said, Isaiah Pacheco, he came in, got some good late snaps in the second half, uh, and really maximized on those opportunities. He kept on finding the holes that were presented to him by the offensive line, and, uh, he was shooting through him, and he was bouncing around, running around some guys. He had a really good day. Jarek McKinnon had a good, a good day, especially in pass pro. He had a Jesus, phenomenal. Did you see that pass block? Yeah, he had a great pass block uh, on one time, and yeah, it was just a good day for the entire running back stable. I'd say, um, very promising things to look forward to. Oh, I'm, I'm just look, y'all. I'm warning y'all now. If the season continues to go the way it is going right now, week one, I know it's early, with the certain individuals that are performing the way they have been performing and continue to do so, I'm going to be insufferable. <laughs> yeah, there's going to so be... Everybody's aware. It's true. Although, I, I will... I, insufferable. I still, say, I still... I will maintain my Isaiah Pacheco RB1, but... Um, He's I, let's, not, according let to Andy Reid. Let me flip the the script a little bit here. The offense really did well across the board. Is there anybody who you guys felt had a bad game on the offense? So first off, the come first one that comes to mind, and I wouldn't say he had a bad game because he ended up actually scoring a touchdown still. Um, but the connection between Mahomes and Miko Hardman, at least this game, just wasn't entirely there, you know. And I I kind of tweeted about it live, and I was watching it. Uh, There's a couple of early shots that just the connection wasn't quite there for Nicole and I you know it might be Pat missing him it might be uh Nicole just overthrew him on the deep ball and Patrick said it well he also didn't look exactly like he was running as full as he could have on a couple of those yeah. times where he missed him he turned like, around for the ball because it all right listen That's Kyle, I, that I was gonna praise so we're gonna slander and I'm gonna praise because you're incorrect. I don't want to sl- I'm not I'm not entirely I'm not entirely slandering him I just think that the connection you would like to see that connection the a little more. missed him on the deep ball on the sideline. It's okay for Patrick to miss a throw occasionally. Well, the thing is that, again, yeah. that was another he one. Missed. I don't think he was running fully on it. I'm just, you know, maybe like 80%, 90%. I would just like to see that connection between the guy who's been in the offense a little longer, uh, you know, kind of be better with the quarterback. Not to say anything bad about it. Like, really, he didn't have a bad game. He ended up scoring a touchdown, which won me a lot of money, so I'm going to definitely compliment him. Um, but, you know, and it, he was... To his credit as well, he seemed to seem like to he he did seem like he, uh, a reliable option for the coaching staff. He was on the field a lot as uh, kind of the primary target or the primary receiver on the field. It was kind of interesting to see him in the wide receiver one combo. But 
Uh, as far as how he looked compared to the rest of the wide receivers, I would still say he was probably the third or fourth best on the day. He I had that... uh, four targets. He had three catches. The only ball that touched the ground when it was thrown to him was the deep ball that Mahomes missed him on down the sideline. I, so... I got, I, I, the, the standard for that guy among this fan base is so insanely high. It makes my head spin. That's where he had at least another target, but I'm reading the box score to you off the charts. They they've got posted for ESPN and for pro football reference. He's, he's got three catches on four targets for 16 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. It's a tough spot for McColl and and I'll, I'll give him that just because he's the one guy on the team that's got the speed and is always going to be that tie the quote Tyree kill replacement, which isn't fair to him has never been fair. Right, the circumstances when he was drafted and, and just all that, um, it's it's not a fair comparison. I I will I will split the middle here on what Garrett's saying and what Kyle's saying. I I don't think it's a I, it might have been Mahomes, it might have been McColl, it could have been Andy Reid's fault for all I care. I I agree that like I agree with Garrett that you want to see that connection happen just because he has been there, but it's also week one. And, you know, your first, like, against a something that resembles an NFL defense, right, that's actually trying. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, and that, the other uh, thing. Is that a backhanded compliment, sir, to the Cardinals defense? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know if it's confidence, right? Um, the other thing that, you know. That's why I, I said I, backhanded in front of it. I checked this on the, you know, I saw this on the, on the, um, the live play. I haven't had a chance to go back and look. I know that there was another um, receiver in the area. And there may have been a, a the reason why McColl may have pulled up is to avoid you know running into the, his own person. Um, yeah, I know, do remember that one. Um, yeah, just so, just for refer, just for reference, ESPN's box score actually has him having six targets. Just ooh, I'm just ooh, I, 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 spicy, I'm saying anything. I'm just saying, here. but yeah, he didn't have a bad game. It's just like yeah, like we kind of said, you like to see that connection a little bit oh, more. I We're nitpicking targets next to Juju though, because I like they both had three catches when I looked across the line. So yeah, he, okay. did, he did have six. Well, yeah, so. actually, so thinking about it, um, I did just check PFF's website, and they, they said that, yeah, that was Mahomes who missed, and they docked him uh, 10 points for <laughs> 10 it. 10 points, yeah. So, no, they docked yeah, him 25 he... points for a throw to Noah Gray. We're not even going to – I'm done. Yeah, I, I watched Sam from PFF get dunked into the sun by Verderam and Daniel and Seth yeah. today. The and Seth I will be on Seth will be the savior. Cannot yeah, wait to read Seth and Dan's breakdowns of uh, – of this yeah listen for those who don't those who don't know what we're talking about just look out for seth kaiser's new article that will be coming out very soon on mahomes's performance this game and compare that with some pff numbers that uh were put out there chief in the north newsletter for those not familiar uh yeah bit.ly slash seth really hates money we're giving him free press at this point might as well (laughs) give it all to him right might as well might as well so yeah as far as the rest of the as far as the rest of the offense, you know, the wide receivers, Juju had a good game. Uh, obviously, that connection looked unlucky. decent early. Yeah, he did have one unlucky kind of a fumble there. Uh, technically, technically, see, he was the one that came to mind with me. And not for anything other than the fact that he did have two fumbles and the one went out of bounds. But you want to see I forgot the about one that one. Yeah. The one he got punched out is just unfortunate. That's just, yeah. you can't really do much about that. That was a linebacker got, off hand, got literally his whole punch on the ball. Yeah, and he like I said, wasn't. It wasn't Shady McCoy loaf of bread out behind him getting yanked out because it's sticking out in somebody's face and they can just take it from him with with a with no problem. Yeah. Like they he punched that out from behind. And it wasn't like it was a corner, it was a linebacker. So the guy's it's a pretty big dude with a pretty good punch mm-hmm. on a football. 
Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. At the end of the day, no harm, no foul on the on the two fumbles. But generally speaking, you'd like to not have two fumbles on the stat sheet. Um, you know, even uh, and I'm sure that maybe that was Mahomes' fault too. Maybe he should have thrown him <laughs> to a less fumbleable area of the field. Um, yeah, that's but, definitely the same thing as throwing a ball, overthrowing a wide open guy on the sideline. Or throwing two interceptions. I don't know. I'm not. I, like no. said, I'm not. We're not going to talk about what counts as an actual turnover and what's a turnover worthy play because we'll be here till tomorrow. So sure, sure. Well, yeah, I'm, we ain't got. We ain't got to entertain that anymore than, yeah, yeah, than we already have. Right, but the right. yeah, the we'll the conclusion is Juju led the receivers at least in yards, uh, 79 yards on the day. MBS had a decent little day, four for 44. Um, Sky had one for 30, which was pretty yeah, huge. He got 14 yards after I thought he fell down. I know that was very impressive to see the contact balance on that. Not too, not too shabby from the rookie. Also, he like, yeah, no, he did like he do something some... to the Arizona defenders pregame that they just didn't want to tackle him after he almost fell down, or what was that? He yeah. did like it was like uh, who's that one X Men that like vanishes and then reappears? Oh, Nightcrawler. Uh, yeah, he pulled some Nightcrawler. It was just like there's Sky Moore, there's a bunch of Arizona car. How did he get <laughs> where? How, where did he go? He's ten yards down the field. It was, was like, uh, yeah, and also catch and was exciting. Yards. I was so confused. Yeah, this guy had the one catch, and then he also had the four punt returns and a kick return on the night. So that was interesting to see that duty kind of given solely to him for the night. Sky I liked Moore what I had, saw. He, he had that active. stumbling forward animation in Madden that gets you an extra ten yards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You just can't. The one where you, you can't, can't tackle open. him because he's exactly. stumbling for some reason. Yeah, he's just exactly. stumbling and nobody can touch him. That was Sky Moore. So the the craziest part is MVS had four for forty four and he was decent all day and we're barely going to talk about him and Travis Kelsey. <laughs> Travis hum. Kelsey had him a day, yeah. Ho, as ho hum eight for one twenty one in a tutty. Yeah, who would have guessed like, it, casual... Travis Kelsey? I yeah, looked the, the... down at halftime and didn't realize what his stat line was at halftime. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> when just did that out here dropping a buck and a touchdown on people. Yeah, I mean, and I was just thinking about it during the It's like Travis Kelsey, if it's not been said enough, is like you could – we can fight over whether or not Gronk was the best tight end, like peak season or whatever. Nobody comes close to Kelsey's consistency, and he has aged like the finest wine. Yeah, like his – yeah, his – consistency and, and like here we are probably on pace for another thousand yard season which will put him at Easily. six or seven seven it's six seven this will be six, seven seven and i don't even know how many how many other tight ends in nfl history have back-to-back uh thousand yard seasons 
two, one, none. Is there any? I think Travis is the only one. Did Mark but... Andrews get close? Uh, oh, that's a good question. So he'd be the uh, only one I could think of because I don't think Kittle's been healthy enough to do it. And Gronk is the only other option. But again, health. That dude was health, broken. Yeah, all the never time been healthy enough. Kelsey's Kelsey's done it list. six years in a row. So no. Yeah, Kelsey already. had him in. Kelsey had him a night for sure, and you could just you could just see kind of why that the whole offseason drama of like oh the Chiefs' offense is going to be lost without Tyreek Hill. It's like the Mahomes to Kelsey connection is automatic. Like it's a guaranteed every time he's targeted, and if Mahomes needs him to catch it in a certain like he's going to catch it and he's going to go for a score. Like the first touchdown of the game, Travis Kelsey, and it was just literally thrown kind of a, a fade almost to the sideline, and it's just like yeah. Kelsey's gonna catch that no matter what. That's that's an automatic one. I mean, just... first of all, you put him one on one in the red zone, which uh, yeah, not also old um, strategy. Whoever the, and I can't even think of who the defensive coordinator is right now off the top of my head. I appreciate you, sir, for the fifty something percent blitz rate you decided to use <laughs> against Patrick. Yeah, Paul. that was wild. I don't know if you thought that it, like, did you watch the Raider game last year and go, we're going to try that, but different and it's going to work. Yeah. Nobody like, talked about what that was. Stats but, and analytics uh, a lot. That didn't but, work. Yeah. <laughs> look work. at the, maybe look at the stats and analytics and just, I mean, very simple Google search Mahomes versus had, blitz percentage. And uh, you'll find that not very good for the defenses. No, they had 33 first downs on 66 plays. Yeah. Hilarious. Well, and but Mahomes didn't make enough third down throws to. How efficient enough. can you possibly um, be? Yeah, and that pretty includes, efficient. By the way, the part I mean, where Chad Henney was playing quarterback. Three sixty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He came in to be honest, and Chad Chad probably could have came in two three drives earlier than he did, which is Dude, the funny had, part. Okay, the game ended on offense with three starters on the field. Creed because they didn't have another center active. I don't think besides Allegretti. Who was filling in at right guard? Playing guard and had been since early in the second quarter. Yeah. Uh, and Marquez Valdez Scantling, and that was it. Like those were the guys on the field on the offense that were technically <laughs> could technically be deemed as starters. I think McColl is out there for a snap or two also at that point because they only have four, five wide receivers and Justin Watson got hurt, so they yeah. had to stick starting wide receivers out there because they didn't like, have anybody right. else. Yeah. Flip the, yeah, flip through the depth chart. All right, you're up. That's yeah, why, so basically, that's also why I think we saw as many three tight end sets as we saw throughout that game. Yeah, we did hey, see a lot of three tight end sets. did in three tight end sets. And speaking of tight ends, of course, of course we got a shout out our guy Jody Fortson. He did that, the uh, best stat line ever. One, 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 baby. Exactly. One, 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 one. Yeah, it's pretty funny. I think it was C. Harrison who tweeted out, like, Jody Fortson has six career targets and three touchdown reception it's like <laughs> he, how do you even yeah you don't even know That's how to what? plan for that guy but he's gonna shout out to him. you're gonna run a post route to the goal post and i'm gonna throw it to the literally the bottom of the upright and you're gonna be the one that goes and gets it because you're the only one that can reach it yeah you're yep, six foot six there real quick. <laughs> um no it was a great game for the offense and i think we'll see you yeah I, well every tight end <laughs> on the roster caught a pass yeah. um <laughs> I think Garrett, I think you pointed that out during the, um, or maybe somebody pointed it out. I think there were only two players who were el- who were pass catchers on the on the roster who didn't catch a pass. Isaiah Pacheco, or who were eligible to catch passes. Isaiah Pacheco and Justin Watson. And Watson was well, targeted. He and, just, yeah. Hold on, hold on. Did Michael Burton get a snap? 
Oh, I guess. Okay, fine. I guess we didn't see we didn't see the goat. Michael I don't even Burton. know if he got a snap. I don't so. even think. Yeah, the only fullback snap I remember was when they put Clyde in at fullback and then ran the underhand toss to him, which was hilarious. Hilarious. Like yeah, game. absolutely hilarious play call by Andy Reid. I mean, just straight up mean. Just yeah. a straight up mean play call. Just the amount of misdirection. <laughs> you could see. It's funny to see the replay. You could see the two linebackers essentially just both be completely confused and follow Cole Hardman and then. Yeah, y'all forgot about the yeah. the little five foot nine, uh, fullback Clyde Didn't even Lair. see that dude. Didn't even yeah. see him. By the time that play was over, there was just green grass and Clyde. I mean, the cameraman barely saw him, and he didn't <laughs> even have to move. Yeah, right. The cameraman wasn't playing football. He lost him, but yeah, no, it was. Like I said, it was a great. I don't think you could draw game it better. All right. Yeah, so exactly. We, On the offensive side, you can't draw it up better than that. Well, I disagree. We could draw it up a little better because, unfortunately, we've got some boys on the uh, injury list, including uh, 15, who um, ended up with a pad on his left wrist after the second touchdown drive, I believe. Yeah, and he landed they, funny. He, yeah, and if he wouldn't have, you know, got it wrapped up, and he probably would have got 10 more points from PFF for being tough. But yeah. unfortunately, he chose to wrap it up. Um, so. It's, it's brutal, um, but actually x-rays were negative, so that's good. Um, he was also handing the ball off left-handed all game, which or opposite-handed <laughs> all game, which was hilarious to watch. Um, Probably we didn't see a quick little backhand or backhand you know, behind pass. the back. Yeah, yeah. I, I kept wondering if we were going to get it in week one, but they do have to save some things. And they, they have they to save some things, clip, yeah. So it's, it's not like they had to empty the whole clip. Yeah, but overall, offense, hell of a job, you know. Great performance, 44 points. Yeah, you can't. We need we need Justin Watson to be healthy as fast as possible. We need everyone to be healthy. You do not be actually hurt from that little shoulder thing he's on the injury. Definitely need Trey Smith to be healthy. Yeah, Trey, uh, that would be good. Uh, Trey Smith, I I didn't see it because CBS took 48 years to get the game on and then had the game off before the third quarter was or the fourth quarter was halfway over. (laughs) Um, so I missed like you know half the game because we were watching another team and another team not be able to kick a field goal. Yeah. Um, but I didn't get to see Trey Smith uh, and how he got hurt. But Yeah, I don't recall how he did it either. But Ankle, Tom? What are we talking here? Um, yeah, I know, it was a, I know it was an ankle. I didn't see it either. Um, so I was just looking at well, the snap counts. But I will say this, again, um, shout out. We, I, I think we are unanimously – um, a pro Nick Allegretti podcast. Yes, who in favor of what he brings to the table. Um, but also shout out to Andrew Wiley, who did his thing at right tackle. This week's going to be a lot tougher, but, um, you know, the Cardinals had some guys out there who play in the NFL, um, and Andrew Wiley didn't look, you know, you didn't notice him, and, and he was getting pushed. So um, now, let's be fair to Arizona's defense. They were missing J.J. Watt. They were missing Trayvon Mullen, who gave up like 200 yards to us last year in two games. <laughs> Man, unfortunate <laughs> that he wasn't there. Not his fault. He was playing for the Raiders at that point, so I don't know how much of that is his fault and how much of that is the Raiders' fault. But at sure. the same time, dude gave up like 200 yards each game last year. Yeah, offensive line didn't have a too bad of a day, especially in the run game. I think the run game was definitely very solid for the offense. Oh, they had line. a field day in the run game. Yeah, so There's a offense... block by Orlando Brown Jr. that cleans out two dudes that never knew he was there on that cutback <laughs> run. I think it was uh, Clyde's. Classic. So let's go over to the defensive side real quick uh, and talk about some highlights there. They had a very good time. You know, it was classic Ben don't break. 
defense, you know, kind of let them get some, some decent little chunks. But when it came down to the red zone, it came down to within like the 30, 40. Uh, defense had themselves a great day. What did you guys see from the defense that, that really stood out to you? I'll let Tom take this first because he's been waiting for this. Well, I'm just looking. So I'm looking at the snap counts. Have you guys seen the snap counts for the game? Uh-uh, but I know where to go to get them. Okay. Tell everybody where you're getting them. Who do you think – well, actually, our friend uh, Jordan tweeted them out. Oh, so, uh, he did? Yeah, he just I usually have to go to Nick uh, Jacobs for that, but Jordan's being yeah. nice now? I mean, he, well. he tweeted them out this morning. I just saw them. Um, How nice of Jordan. Put so, note on Twitter, kids. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of things that stand out. One, this defense – did a better job at containing Kyler than I thought they would. I was a little bit nervous, especially, um, you know, our young Furious George. I thought that that could be a matchup that they looked to exploit. But, man, the dude was just – like, he set contain like a veteran. And I was I was surprised and impressed. Here's my other thing. Um, don't look – if you haven't seen it yet, who do you think led the Chiefs defense uh, – well, well, let me, let me back up – Legarius Need was number one in snaps on the defense. Who do you think was number two, number three? Bolton and Gay. No. I'm cheating, and I already saw it, so I won't say. Yeah, Karloftis had the second most snaps. And yeah. one of the things I, you know, late in the game, one of the things that we they talked about, uh, you know, the the motor, the motor, and, and we've talked about, you know, the com- the comparisons like Tom Mahali. I don't. I I was watching him late in the game, like you know, at the point where we're all like, where we're all like, can we just take a nap now? Like we're all full of food, and it's like the late in the third quarter. And George Kalaf, he's still playing like it was the first quarter, like like the game was on the line, and it was in his hands to make a play. And he's just like a hundred percent to the wall the entire time. No difference. He he had almost twenty more snaps than Frank Clark. Um, Frank mm-hmm. Clark had thirty five. Karloftis had fifty one. Yeah. That's Steve Spagnolo does not like to play rookies. Steve Spagnolo does not like to play rookie defensive ends, especially. He's big on setting the, the edge and, and all of that. Um, Steve, I, if you told me that Spagnolo had a George Karloftis tattoo on one of his butt cheeks, I'd probably <laughs> believe you at this point. He must really genuinely love this kid with how much he is um, putting him on the field. He's yeah, showing a lot of trust in him. And it's exciting to watch because I think he's probably a better product than what a lot of people had advertised him as. And including yeah. myself. He surprised me in a, in a lot of positive ways. Oh, I'm I'm going to eat crow on this kid eventually because I, I wasn't huge on him before the draft. I said I like him. I said I had some concerns. He wasn't very flexible. And then he started working out with Bobby. And now he seems to be able and now to he's flexible. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Didn't know you could teach flexibility. And bendiness. Yeah. I mean, I, I know you can stretch and stuff, but the, I didn't know you could flat out teach it, apparently, but you can, or at least teach yeah. your body George, to do it. George um, had, you can just see the, the juice that George had. The pressure rates from the defensive line, and I'm not talking about one of them, I'm talking about like four of them. They, multiple of them had more than four pressures, if I'm not mistaken. I think three of them had six or more. Well, I think Karlaftis, I know Karlaftis led the team in pressures. So. I, yeah, I think Chris Jones was close to the same number. Or Yeah, and Chris Jones had off. a great game. And Chris Jones had also, a great game. 
Frank Clark had a Dana decent little was game. Living in the backfield? Dana mark? had a yeah. Dana had a sneaky underrated game. I don't game. understand what I'm watching, but Mike Dana spent almost as much time next to Kyler Murray as their running backs did, and I'm yeah. not really sure when that started to happen, but I'm okay with it. And they were lining him up inside too. I saw one one rep that he had. He was lined up inside as a as a yeah. three tech essentially uh, and Chris beat Jones, the tackle or beat the guard with the swim move real quick. Because we're putting Chris at the end again sometimes because we want to. Dunlap exactly. with a sack. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they had a field day with Arizona on the defensive line, honestly. And Sneed getting the first snack. <laughs> snack. He was. They were snacking <laughs> by halftime. Yeah. It's not my fault. It's, it's first sack of the year, though. Luxurious Sneed. Yeah. And and clean, That's, too. Oh, it was yeah, so the class, clean. The patented like... DB blitz from And Scott. again, I, I had mean... to watch it on Twitter on a highlight clip because I was watching the Bengals and Steelers struggle yeah. in for me in the overtime period. But no, we've but, talked about we've talked about Spags's patented DP blitz. It hits yeah at least one it's good for once a game. Like and, well and it was just so quick. In the in the thing it's like Kyler never even saw it coming. It's almost like he'd never even seen it on film before. Which kind of crazy you know well happens all the time. <laughs> but no one ever sees it coming, seems like because he, he hits it so early. I think that's the thing is that it just comes so early at the gates. I'm not touching it, Tom. I know where you were going. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. Garrett missed it. That's okay. We're not. We're not dropping in. And I don't like. To, be any I like to talk about the Chiefs, guys. I like to talk about the Chiefs and what happened in the game. We ain't got to go into all this other drama. I just, I... I just listen. We can take shots. It's all right. He won't hear us. So <laughs> he, the defense, from from an overall perspective, are were far and away better than I ever expected them to be week one. That's where I'm at with the defense. I I'm concerned because we had several guys. Again, I was like the offense. We had multiple guys get hurt and not great. Uh, that hamstring for McDuffie mm. concerns me a little. They did not throw the ball at him one freaking time nope. yesterday when he was on the field. 21 coverage snaps, zero targets. Yeah. They, no. Like, there's, just a no, guys. Just no. They're not, we're there. not throwing the ball at him. Just no. Yeah, and shout out Joe and Watson for for filling in for him and through it for a little bit, having a good well, pass and breakup. He, and he gave well, not just filling in. It's okay. He's gonna learn. Sure. He's gonna. He's look, y'all. He's a seventh round rookie who is going to learn some things in this league as it goes yeah, on. Getting thrown in, especially in that situation. Forty-four to ten or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Getting thrown into the situation like that definitely kind of tough for a seventh rounder. But he he didn't look horrible, and the rest of the DBs no. looked pretty good. And he got the snaps over Josh Williams. Yeah, yeah. which is weird. Interesting Surprising development there. Me, but, you know. Maybe think... it was a – and here's my question, Tom, about that exact conversation is do you think it was a stylistic matchup? Of they liked Watson better against what the receivers from Arizona had versus what maybe Williams does as that big stand-in-your-hip-pocket run-with-you corner that Williams seems to be? Yeah, I mean, it's a tough one. I Because mm. we've looked at their numbers before. What uh, – Josh is bigger, right? Williams is a bigger dude. Yeah. Well, Watson's, Watson's not small by any means. No, but compared to I think probably Williams a little quicker. Bigger. Yeah, and the Arizona, yeah. the Cardinals don't have a huge receiver core. You know, it's kind of a little bit more built on speed. So Other I can see AJ Green, who, oh God, he, I just, I feel bad for that dude. Yeah. He had, he's had such a career and. It sucks to watch. Nothing that really now. to show for yeah. it, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. But, so Josh Williams is 6'3. Watson is six two, and Watson is a little bit faster. Um, I'm trying to find Williams a little bit bigger, outweighs him by probably twenty, right? Yeah, yeah. Could I just would be, be a, curious. 
could I mean, just be a situation where he's kind of just they were training Watson more on the outside because that's where they kind of put him on more yeah, on the outside, filling in for McDuffie. Question, so yeah, that's what I wondered. Just yeah, trying to be curious on your guys' opinions. Yeah, I think that the the Cardinals um, receivers were a little smaller, quicker guys, but um, yeah. So I think like there are assuming that McDuffie. I'm hoping McDuffie is healthy and ready to go. Um, but the the matchup in uh, Los Angeles is obviously going to be the Mike Williams one that one of those two guys right. is going to draw. And uh, see, um, that's the one I expect we just might see Josh Williams draw. Yeah, I, I think I like that's that matchup dude, more than, and that's a big dude to go up against with him. That's that's yeah. kind of my when they when they took Williams in that fourth round, I was like, ooh, Mike Williams defender. That's the first exactly. thing that jumped to mind with his size yeah. and profile. Yeah. So we'll we'll see how that goes. I'm hoping, you know, hopefully it's we're optimistic that McDuffie can play. We don't know anything more at this point. It's a short week, but you know, to counteract that, the Chargers are probably looking at without Keenan Allen. Say, so kind of a one for one. Hamstring on the Chargers. Hamstring acted up. Again it is. And, yeah. It is. A, it is time for our annual announcement that uh, Keenan Allen. <laughs> Keenan Allen has pulled a hamstring. Yeah. Hamstring. Uh, we apologize yeah. for the delay. I, I, dude, it happens. sucks because that dude's fun to watch. I'm about play, to say it is definitely unfortunate. Definitely unfortunate to see a good player who can't just stay and help you like that. But I mean, the Chiefs are going to take advantage of it for sure. We have to talk about both of our starting safeties for a multitude of reasons. Sure. Um, let's start with the one that didn't do two jobs all. Yeah. Of the game. Yeah, Juan Thornhill. Um, two pass breaks of breakups on the night. One, I mean. Flying pass breakup that almost was intercepted. The Nightcrawler reference earlier, right? For mm-hmm. for the Sky Moore one, I would rather apply it to the one where Juan Thornhill just appeared on the sideline <laughs> to break that pass up. Yeah, I, I didn't even know he was on that half of the field, and then he was just mm-hmm. like, "Hey guys, I will I will say this. Um, if you followed called follow college football, you know, for years, whenever Texas wins a big game, people say, oh, Texas is back. And Texas is never back. Um, <laughs> and Alabama on I, yeah, um, <laughs> I had that feeling a little bit because I found myself going one Thornhill is back, except I think this is legitimate. Uh, he is not to me moved that freely and that quickly in open space. And I don't think they've trusted him to play that single high that true like run around and be the top of the defense, you know, in a while, in a minute. And since I, he tore his ACL. Well, I, the ACL, that's I think the is last part of time it, they I really think. let him do it. And that's why it's the last time they really let him do it. He's healthy. He's a hundred percent healthy for the first time since he tore his ACL. Well, Look, I think there were other dynamics on the roster, you know, that may be, but players, we're talking but, about specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Why need, you don't need yeah, one in the deep safety good. position if you have Dan Sorensen, right? Yeah, who oh. needs one? Who needs speed and instincts when you can have? Yeah, when you can have Dan a linebacker, Sorensen, the legend, anyway. Chiefs legend Dan Sorensen. So he was everything he was his rookie year mm-hmm. on Sunday. Which That's could the be kid huge. That they drafted. That's the guy they had all the way up until he hurt him. He got hurt in the Chargers game in the first, in his first season. That's that guy. And then we got to pair him with Justin Reed, who, boy, how good does that contract look right about now, ladies and gentlemen, for a free agent signing? 
Let's give a little bit of a applause for Brett Veach yeah. for ladies and gentlemen. Here. Between the yeah. draft picks and the free agency contracts and literally everything else he's done right for the last, like, I don't know, three and a half off seasons. Yeah, I was. I think at this point we can forgive Breland Speaks, right? Like, we're past yeah. that now with all the other we, things we he's still done right since then. We still don't say that name out loud, but I understand uh, that. But we can we can start to move past that one. It can stop stop hurting yeah. us as much as it used to, right? Um, yes, I I don't know. At first, I was a little put off by spending that much money on a backup kicker, but apparently paid off in <laughs> one. So yeah, it is. It is definitely uh, a little bit. You get, gotta question something about it, you know. I will say it was such a weird moment because I think in most, especially in this week when the NFL kickers. Um, like I think somebody I weren't saw having a great said, time. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, did all the NFL kickers get together today before the games and just drop a bunch a massive... of acid? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they were having a rough day and I was like, Oh just no, kicking, we're be kicking kicker. things all out of bounds, missing field goals left and right. And then I mean, yanking yeah. 20 yarders, like yeah. yanking into the tunnel from 20. Yeah. A dude that was <laughs> dead rights in the, like all the way through the playoffs last year. Yeah. yeah. And I remember sitting with the person that I was watching the game with, and I grab their arm. I'm like, we have Justin Reed. Nothing to worry We're about. We're fine. Yeah. So for those who might have not, you know, seen that part of it, that was probably, I was honestly probably the second biggest storyline of the game, besides you know Pat Mahomes throwing five, five touchdowns. But uh, yeah, Bucker on uh, on one of the kickoffs kind of slipped, took a little bit of a fall of the field in uh, in State Farm Stadium. Didn't seem to be totally up to uh, to caliber. And uh, Butker ended up slipping. Yeah, we lost we lost a couple guys unfortunately to some some minor things there at the end. But uh, yeah, Butker ended up slipping, got carted to the uh, the locker room. So uh, Justin Reed, the emergency kicker, came out and uh, actually came out immediately, sunk an extra point, um, and then followed right, up with putting... yeah, followed up with a kickoff that I mean just also absolutely crushed point. it. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely crushed the kickoff. Threw, put it right down the middle of the uprights with five, ten yards to spare. But like, I think my favorite clip of the day is Tommy on the sideline with his hands up, just walking <laughs> around the, after he kicked off, not after yeah. the point, after he kicked off and made it. I, it was yeah, hilarious. you could see. I mean, you could see the excitement from the entire team when when Justin Reed's out there kicking. And yeah, so basically, what ended up happening the rest of the game, Butker eventually returned after uh, Justin Reed. He did end up missing another extra point that, that don't happen listen we can't expect him to be perfect but he had a damn good day uh so bucker ended up returning um He's a safety. He's exactly not, like... you can't even you can't ask for more than that from a safety so bucker ends up coming back uh he ends up making a 54 yarder uh off of one step literally takes one, one step and just absolutely crushes a 54 like yarder. exactly so that was great to see and then yeah basically justin reed handled kickoff duties the rest of the day while butker was on extra point duty and and stuff like that but yeah what Rocking. a day what a day by justin reed i just say shout out to him probably was a surreal moment and one of those things that as a football player you don't ever might not ever expect to happen to you um but when he does obviously he stepped up and, and delivered in a big situation so I'm I'm giving my shout out slash performance slash gritty move of the game. Harrison Bucker walking around out there on one foot and taking one step and nailing everything. Y'all may yeah. not like that dude for his beliefs or his politics or all the crap off the field or whatever. And y'all hate on him when he dinks one off the upright. But that dude was standing out there taking one step and nailing kicks for you guys. Which so is absolutely that doesn't make sense, y'all. Yeah, crazy. I mean. That was something that I was just, 
When they said 54, I was like, there's no way he's actually kicking this. They're running a trick play or something, right? Like, leave Pat on the field. And he just walks out there. I don't listen. I don't know how he swung his leg with whatever. It was his plant foot. Between them, because like he just one step, just one step's a 54 yarder. That's. There was a hundred dollar medical tape on his plant foot. Yes. Well, but, but also consider, okay, so you have to, there's multiple layers to this. We don't geek out about kicking a whole lot, but we're going to geek out about this kick. Listen, it's not just that he didn't have his normal, like walk up to it. Right. Cause you were building momentum and you, in the middle of the game, he adjusted his whole like routine, his whole, like you shortening that That is, yeah, that's not something you practice. If you watch kickers warm up, it's they count their steps, right? They it's back two steps to the left three steps or back three steps to the left, you know, whatever. It's a very routine based position. You want it to be as routine as possible so that you don't get the for him to adjust that in the middle of the game, walk out there and just casually boot a 54 yarder on one leg. It was it was like that clip of Jennings and Madden. When he's, you know, yep. you guys know the one who's Greg Jennings, he's got the whole team on his back. One <laughs> leg. And I mean, it wasn't quite that situation, that dire of a situation, but that's what I was thinking. I was like, one leg on the, the only thing that was missing was, you know, a safety who I'm not going to name because he's a garbage piece of, <laughs> you know, human being, but like somebody chasing after him. It was, it was, man, that should be, if there's little aspiring, like, little kids who want to be like kickers when they grow up, there should be Harrison Bucker posters all over their walls. Like that's, that, that takes... that's a moment. Yeah. Hell of a performance yeah. by Harrison Bucker. You don't see that very often in the NFL. When there's a reason that Pat McAfee lost his ever loving mind over what happened between, but with Bucker and Reed and how all that transpired in that game, it's insanely hard to kick or punt or do anything in the special teams realm. Long snap, ask Cincinnati like (laughs) it's tough to do this stuff regardless of how mundane and simple it seems because of how difficult everything else looks next to it but kicking is such a technical aspect especially in the NFL like you get if you listen to these guys talk they're talking about wind direction and geometry and angles and stuff you don't even dream of thinking about when you're talking about kicking a football and all of that changes drastically when you massively alter your power platform entirely. Because not only, like Tom said, is he completely lost his step, the foot that you put in the ground to base the entirety of your strength off of is the weak point and is the thing that's wearing medical tape like a badge of honor. Like, <laughs> that, we don't talk about kicking on this podcast because it's boring most of the time for a reason. This is one of those times it's worth talking about. Pretty I, exciting just- storyline for this one, yeah. So, shout out... Everyone involved, Justin Reed, Harrison Butker. The Chiefs did sign a kicker to the practice squad uh, tonight. Uh, They're going to use that standard elevation on him. Yeah, just in case Butker's not good to play because there is a short little turnaround to uh, Thursday Night Football this week. So just in case Butker's not ready, he will – yeah, we might see that practice squad elevation come into play. So let's – any closing remarks from the the Chiefs-Cardinals game before we move on to the uh, little – Chargers Thursday night football preview to, to wrap this thing up. Yep, I do. Shout out Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy and Spags and that coaching staff because they came in and made Cliff Kingsbury and company look absolutely silly. Shout I out. 
this is not uh this is happening in real time while we're recording i just would like to point out to both of you if you're not aware that the uh, broncos just lost the seahawks on a missed field goal while we're talking about the importance of kickers oh no on a missed field goal that'll it was hurt a, it was a missed 64 uh, yarder to be fair but what? uh yeah. and he had brandon McManus had two two attempts at it they iced him what on the first one he missed it fellas? iced him on the second yeah. one yeah, yeah, I missed the second one, uh, but yeah, oh, shout out to the Seahawks oh, taking down the Broncos. Points against the yeah. Seahawks. The Geno yeah. Smith-led Seahawks. Now, um, Tom, I have a question, and Garrett, you can correct both of us here. Maybe if I'm incorrect here, but if I remember correctly, some well, a good majority of individuals um, have selected that team as the team to uh, go to said I don't know playoffs, Super Bowl, win the division type of thing. I mean. To, to that credit, everyone has. Mostly the Chargers I've seen. Maybe a little bit of the Raiders. Oh, so maybe yeah, a little no, no. bit of the Broncos. We're still we're still in uh, close enough to the offseason that the uh, Chargers are still ho- hoisting around their offseason. Oh, not He's all definitely of still there the Chargers. Were, yeah. Broncos selections too. I think Cowherd had the Broncos. Uh, ahead I of don't us. pay attention to dumb stuff like that usually. But uh, so. let's move on to the uh, to our little Thursday night football preview of yes. the uh, the Chargers game real quick before we get out of here. It's a short turnaround, obviously. Uh, the Chiefs going into it mm, relatively healthy. We'll have to see on a couple guys. Uh, the Chargers, I didn't actually get to see the Chargers play. Obviously, I was in in transit. Um, how, how What do you guys think of this matchup coming in? They're going to Arrowhead. First Thursday night football game on Amazon Prime. It's going to be a good one. There's going to be a lot of eyes on it. What do we see happening? So, I think it's going to be a good football game because these two teams always play each other well, regardless of if a team stinks or if a team's fantastic. Somehow, these games always end up close, regardless, right? So, I think it's going to be another good football game. Um, Khalil Mack looked like old Khalil Mack, which is not exactly what I wanted to see. Um, (laughs) But again, one game, we'll see. Uh, It's going to be interesting because they're the team traveling this time on Thursday night for the quick turnaround. Now, it's way earlier in the season than it was last year when we went out there on a Thursday short turn. Yeah. But, and they're coming off a division game this time, not us, which is another thing that is flipped from last time. But it's, like I said, it's way earlier in the season. I'm curious to see, though, how that affects them with that with that travel and that short week and the short, short time change. They did lose a couple guys, like I said, they haven't had JC Jackson. He didn't play in the first game. And I then mm-hmm. from reports I've been seeing out of Chargerland, they're not supremely optimistic. He's playing Thursday night. Uh mm-hmm. Keenan Allen's hamstring hamstringed, like Keenan Allen's hamstring always hamstrings, it seems like. And so that's gonna change that offense a little bit, but they can still run the football. And that offensive line of theirs looked real good against that Raiders defensive front. So that's gonna be the big test for our defensive line is that offensive line on Thursday night. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree with Kyle. It's, it's going to be a lot about the trenches. I mean, the Chargers sacked the Raiders five times. Uh, they also threw in three interceptions. So, you know, a lot of times it has to do directly with pressure and all that. Um, I was surprised that the Raiders were able to be as competitive, and, and I don't know. Um, it looks like it's one of those, like, eh, the score might have been, you know, they might have put their, taken their foot off the gas a little bit at the end. But, um, yeah, it's going to be tough with, Khalil Mack looking good, and you know, obviously Joey Bosa is a threat. Um, I Justin Herbert is a good quarterback, and we'll we'll see how that plays out. Um, he did not throw five touchdowns, though. <laughs> he threw three. No. Um, he also wasn't sacked at all, which again, I 
like I said, the, that offensive line looked really solid. Yeah, the, but the and so you know, just perspective, the Chiefs defensive line against the Chargers offensive line, I think there's is a better matchup. And I also think that obviously the Chiefs offensive line is, is gonna be better than the Raiders who are starting um Oh that, somebody, we're not even I, that's not even a question. The Raiders are starting somebody named Lester Cotton Sr. at right guard, who I have never heard of. Um, Lester Cotton Sr. I didn't even uh, know he was in the league or where he came from. Yep. And that's no uh, disrespect to that man. Good on you for being in the NFL. I just have no idea who you are. Yep. Uh, so I think that says, um, yeah, I. It, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun game. It's really the first big test of the season. It's the start of a of a long stretch of tough games so it'd be nice to get this one um on the board for the chiefs but it's hard to tell either way i will say this they did not run the ball well the chargers they ran it for two and a half yards of carry they did not run the ball well at all eckler was their leading rusher at 36 yards on 14 carries like they didn't run the ball well they threw the ball fine herbert had a 279 yards three touchdowns nice mm-hmm. they controlled the game for the most part it was 24-13 until four minutes left in the fourth quarter. Like, they they had control of that game for the most part. That's fine. They did not run the ball well. They did not – that was not a good thing for them. So, that's going to be interesting because that's one thing we know the Chiefs defensive line does do well is shut the run down um, for the most part. And that's the best attribute they've had the last couple of seasons. They've yeah. not passed rush well. They have run defended much better than they've passed rush. Not that it's been great, but it's been better than their pass rush has been. Um, I – this matchup, like Tom said, I think lines up a little better for Kansas City than it did for the Raiders when you're going up against that offensive line. And that's not to say that the Raiders don't have the bigger names necessarily because Max Crosby is a very good defensive end. I like Chandler Jones. They have some talent there. It's early, and they're still they're, it's a first-year head coach with Josh McDaniels out there too, so that Raiders thing may take a little time. And also it's the Raiders, so – there's like I said, I'm super curious to see this matchup Thursday. It's going to be a circus, I think. This atmosphere is going to be crazy. Home opener, Chargers, Thursday night, Amazon Prime game. Garrett, how you feeling? Yeah, personally, I'm predicting Travis Kelsey has another huge game, I think. Uh, obviously, Derwin James is going to be on the field, and we'll have to see uh, how, oh, that, to watch that matchup. how that matchup goes once uh, you know Derwin's fully healthy and fully paid and all that it's stuff. It's going to be so fun. It's going to be, I think that's definitely going to be the matchup to watch uh for the evening um before we hop into some score predictions though just you know a couple little quick prop bets kind of type thing uh who do you guys see leading the team in receiving yards do we we say it's kelsey this week we say maybe juju takes that top spot i I don't know man this week's tough because we know what this is a division game and usually division opponents like to take away what you like to do best. So that's usually when Andy goes out and does something crazy like, you know, give MVS 11 targets and he goes for 165 and two touchdowns or something stupid like that. You know what I mean? That's like kind that of what scre- yeah. this screams a uh, this screams MVS has 9, Sky has like 5 and McColl has 7 and they go for 340 yards and the running backs have a couple screen plays that go for chunks and they and they have a ton of offense like I this game could be a shootout honestly and it's not because the defenses are bad it's just because these offenses are good like it's just how this is um yeah I that's a tough one I I MVS was a name that came to me I just think he looked him and the connection with him and Pat seemed to be really solid in the Cardinals yeah. game. even if he wasn't targeted the most I think that there was some 
I think there was at least one catch where I went, oh man, MBS bailed Pat out, or there's just, yeah, there were a couple of that where I was like, oh, I was surprised he caught that. So, um, but I also, man, Juju also looks really good um, in some of the snaps he got. So it's it's hard to tell because I think it's going to be like a, a different receiver every week unless it's Travis Kelsey yeah. because then it's just like, oh yeah, Travis Kelsey is also here. Um, exactly. So and I, I will actually read the target line right. You were right. Uh, MBS was four for four catches to targets at 11 mm-hmm. yards a clip. Yeah, and I would say, you know, Definitely the chemistry between MBS and Mahomes looked pretty good. And, you know, only having the four targets last week seems like he meant a little under the radar. I can I can definitely see him having the uh, the breakout game, I guess you could say. Either him or me, Cole. But, um, yeah, I think it's going to be a shootout for sure. I'll just go ahead and lead us off with these score predictions real quick. I'm going to go ahead and say 39-36 in favor of the Kansas City Chiefs at home, the home opener. Um, I think the Chargers are going to have are going to get theirs. I think there's going to be a couple... Uh, just better executed kind of red zone moments than what we might have seen versus the Chargers or versus the Cardinals, uh, you know, on Sunday. Um, not to say that Cliff Kingsbury is not as good of a coach as Brandon Staley, but definitely just two different philosophies. We know Brandon Staley is a little more aggressive, and he's going to be, uh, you know, really trying to put the pressure on as opposed to whatever Cliff was doing, honestly. I, I, yeah, so I'll, I'll say 39-36 Chiefs. Tom, you want next or you want me to go? Um, you can go. I need a minute to think about how crazy <laughs> I'm going to make this one. So the over-under here is 54 and a half, honestly, and I'm... Yeah, hammer I'm, that over. Take I'm the taking over. the over because I'm thinking we're, we're talking 31-27 here for like a 58-er here. Um, I do think the defenses are going to put up a little more resistance than we might think they will, um, just because it's early and we may not get, you know fully unleashed offenses from either either head coach coordinator this early into the season. They may still be doing some of their feeling out processes, especially with the Chiefs going through some of the personnel changes and stuff that they've gone through. They may still be testing some things and feeling some things out. So I, I'm curious, like I said, injury is going to play a huge role in this because, like I said, there's a lot of guys on the injury report that I am not happy to see on that injury report. I hope, I hope for good news as the week progresses in that category. Um, I do think as long as we have about 50% of those guys or maybe 75, we can still get this done comfortably. Um, like I said, I think I'm thinking 31-27 here and the defense makes a play or whatever to let Pat and them run it out. I like that. All right. This is tough. Um, I think we see George Karloftis get his first NFL sack in the regular season this week. I did, think... he not, did he only get a hat? Did he not get? He did not, he did get, not a get a sack, unfortunately. Sack. Sad. I so, thought he got one at the end of that, or close no. to that. He got very close I, a couple times. Is that Dunlap sure. to clean that up instead? Dunlap did get a cleanup sack. Dunlap yeah. has some personal vendetta against Kyler Murray. Uh, <laughs> I I think we're gonna look at again. Hmm, okay, I'm gonna be confident. I'm just going with it. I think we're gonna look, we're looking at 38 Chiefs, Chargers, 28. I'll give them a few more points than they got this week. I. Just looking back at it, the Raiders' defense is not good, and the Chargers only put up 24 points on them. And I don't like again the ability to run the ball. I think that um, the Chiefs have that, and might as much as we don't want to have the clock management, there should be a little bit more of that, a little bit more like ability to pace themselves, some margin for error. Um, you know, if the Chiefs aren't in a lot of third down situations and they move the ball like they did. Um, you know, against the Cardinals, I think that they're going to be in a better position than the 
than the uh, chargers just because they don't they less pressure downs right and you just you matriculate the ball down the field and that seems to be the plan this year so 38 28 chiefs all right there you have it folks i i just looked at the raiders defense i didn't realize that while they did improve from last year they didn't actually improve very far from last year um <laughs> Like they got marginally better in a couple of areas, maybe, and that's all I got for you. So yeah. uh, I mean, their pass rush is basically a net neutral. They traded in Guacway for Ch- for Chandler Jones for me there. Uh, Rocky Sin for pick your corner that he replaced is a slight improvement, I guess. Um, he was fine in Indy in situations last year, but it wasn't great. And I'm I can tell you there's some folks in Indy who are not sad to see him not in an Indianapolis uniform. That's so yeah, so the Raiders um, definitely weren't the best test, I'd say, to Tom measure the Chargers versus only putting up twenty four. I just think it's going to be a little slower because I think what Tom said about the ball control, it's going to be a little lower scoring, and I think our defense is going to play a little where they're having to slow it down. There, it's going to be a slower clock control game. So with the little bit lower scores, there's a little more, a little less room for error. And team these teams usually play within a touchdown for me, so I'm not going to go for a blowout here. Yeah, it's you know divisional matchup, Thursday Night Football primetime. It's going to be a good one either way. So I hope you guys all did enjoy listening to this episode. Be sure to tune in Thursday night uh, for the action. Uh, be sure to also follow us at Kingdom Says Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we will be back with you guys next week uh, to recap that game, look ahead to the rest of the season. So thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you later. 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 Hey, what's up, guys? This is MMA fighter Clay Guida, and I'm not afraid of anyone or anything, but losing my hair was an entirely different kind of fight. So if you're suffering from hair loss like I was, then you gotta check out my boys at Bosley. Pound for pound, they are the champions of hair restoration. That's why I turned to Bosley to get my hair back. The entire Bosley team was so professional and kind from start to finish. All it took was a simple one-day procedure, and I was on my way back to rocking my full hair again. So take it from me. Don't wait if you are thinning or receding. I'm so thrilled with my results, I just wish I would have went to Bosley sooner. It's time to finally knock out hair loss because the best is yet to come. Check out Bosley today. When MMA fighter Clay Guida was losing his hair, he trusted Bosley to get it back. Now it's your turn. Get a free information kit, plus get a $250 off gift card when you text SCORE to 203203. That's text SCORE to 203203. Don't wait. Text SCORE to 203203. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home Internet you're looking for. 
based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas. Visit cox.com internet for details.